I want super strength from this whole thing. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like, I want to be dropped in, like, a vat of COVID, yeah. and then I can fly out. Just complete, <laughs> just complete immunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, like, did you hear about, did you hear about Jay? No, what happened? He fell into a vat of COVID, and now. Did it mess up his face? Where, no, do, they keep, where do they keep vats of COVID? <laughs> they're around I don't know, but I'm looking. I've got my, I've got my watchdogs out, and they're looking for it. So I'm going to jump in a vat of COVID just to see, right. you know. What happens? Did you hear about him? Be the guinea pig for that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So we got Laura and Ethan from not the first door, not the second door, but the third door. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for yeah. having us. Thank you. It's awesome. Early in the morning, too. I love it. Just to get your get your, get your your caffeine on. Get your Jay and Jordan on. <laughs> yes, right? love it. How's life? Good. Start yep. of it, or not really start, middle of the week. Kind of the start of our it's week. Day. The bar week, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are y'all closed on Monday, Tuesdays? Closed Monday. Open yeah. Tuesday. But, you know, th- like Friday, Saturday are the busy work days. Of course. As far as business goes. So. Yeah, like golf. Yeah. Right? yeah, for sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Where are you guys from? Let's start with you, Ethan. Um, so I grew up in Georgia. Um, I've lived kind of all over. Went to school in Wisconsin. Spent some time in Texas. But I went to high school in Kennesaw. Yeah. So this is home more than anywhere else. Back to home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same journey, really. I've lived a lot of other places and then and then moved back. So Yeah. What about you, Laura? <laughs> Same deal. I was born in Birmingham, grew up here, and then I went to school in Los Angeles and stayed out there for 13 years and then mm. came back. La La Land. People were disappearing from that place right now, huh? <laughs> There's yeah. only Moving so much ha- droves, traffic but... you can handle. Nah, it's, I think it's the shutdown. Like People are like, no, yeah. man, i got to move. Yeah, Mass and when you can do your work from anywhere. Yeah, That's for true. sure. They really live where you want. Well, a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of industries are going to change because of that. I mean, you got empty places in all of these in all these corporate areas like yeah. that we're in that they're never going to get filled unless unless it's a medical place that comes in so if you want some uh, cheap rental real estate and commercial I'm sure it's coming up yeah because those things are the people are like oh I can work from home I can work in my underwear all day <laughs> right you know what I mean yeah that's crazy how many jobs are going to stay remote yeah so tell me tell me what you thought right when they shut it down in, in the business that you are in uh, I mean, I, I think there was like mass panic for sure, sure you know. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because I actually went to, I was uh, invited to Mexico with a tequila company. Mm. And I flew out there like oh, March, fine. yeah, March 3rd of 2020. Great. And it was with a bunch of bartenders and bar managers. And But um, March 3rd, we were like, eh. Yeah, well, that's what's, that's eh. what's, that's what's like kind of funny about it because we were all like, ha, 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 COVID. And then we yeah. all went back and a week later, we none of us had jobs. Yeah. Um, so that's what it is. That's yeah, because exactly. everybody was like, eh, whatever. Right. I mean, this so is you didn't be get stuck in around. Mexico? No. like I, mean, I know a lot by of like a week. happened. Yeah, like by like a week. I mean, we, it was only like a 48-hour trip. Um, but it really was. Like everyone was like, ah, COVID, ha, ha, ha. And then we all went back and... I mean, I think it was, what, the 10th that everything got shut down in Georgia. So it was literally like a week later after oh, I got wow. back. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was panic. You know, I was working at a place on the square. I wasn't with um, Ted and Laura yet. But um, yeah, it was it was scary for a while there, for sure. That whole industry was just paralyzed, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, it just came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And especially like, you know, even from the top down, like no one really knew what to tell anyone. And so like I was in management, but the owners of the company didn't really know what to tell me. I didn't know what to tell my staff. All we could really say is like, hey, we're all in it together. And like this is affecting a lot of people. So like something's going to happen. Mm. Um, We just kind of have to like bide our time and wait. And you're the GM. GM, yeah. So my title is bar manager at the third Mm. door, but mainly just because we're a bar. 
Clara is my direct report. She's the owner operator. So mm-hmm. we don't have another manager. I'm a, as far as like on the ground in the building. I'm right, right. Grinding manager. it out. Yeah. With the with the people. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's my people doing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You report back to Laura and, and she tells you how that that's the connection, right? That's right. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I see us as a partnership. Yeah. Well, you, you that's should. Good. You should. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. how you keep people. For sure. For sure. It's treat them like a partner. Yeah. Absolutely. So you so what was your first in like late April, because we went to the last, I took all my sales guys or, you know, two, two of my sales guys. And we had, we were, with, we were with like another sales team too, that we partner up with. And, uh, we were at the last Hawks game mm. and me and my, the, I, you know, it's really one of my mentors that, uh, you know, he owns a payroll company now. And, uh, and we were there and he's like, how long do you think it's going to last? I was like a few months. It's going to be worse than the other things I think. And he's like, no way. We'll be back to work in a week or whatever. So we <laughs> right. were both wrong. Right. You know, we were both wrong. I was like, I mean, it's, it's a little more serious. And the reason I thought is because it was, it was big in Italy and that just, yeah, you know, everybody, vac- everybody vacates in Italy. So it's like, it goes across to the, the corners of the earth then. Mm. So I was like, it's, it's going to be, you know, not as bad as, or it's going to be worse than we've seen, but not that bad. But you know, a year and a half later, we're, you know, still, still kind of in it, but yeah. no mask now, right? That passed what last week? Mm-hmm. No sure mask in, in the um, in in the restaurants and the bars. Yep, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah. can see you smile <laughs> or, <laughs> or frown. No, 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 I mean it's one of those things where it's like I see we, you. you're mad now. <laughs> we we talked about it last week because it happened on Friday, mm-hmm. which again is like the thick of our week, and so we were going back and forth about it and then just kind of decided like, well, let's, let's wait till next week. Like we'll make a call just because everyone does feel differently about it, especially oh, yeah, not sure. even just the public, but the, the staff. Right. And so you want to make sure, um, you kind of, we had like a kind of like uniformed front as far as like our position on it and how people could handle it going forward. And so. I think it's really, and I always thought this is what, whatever you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, totally. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't, but, Look, if you're afraid of other people wearing masks and you're wearing a mask, then you need to stay at home. Sure, right? yeah, absolutely. Well, that's part of it, home. too, is like at some point it's a, a matter of personal responsibility. So. Sure. I wore, I always wore them because I wanted to make other people feel comfortable. I didn't want to yeah. you know, start a riot in public over, over, <laughs> yeah, over a gallon exactly. of milk. Be the, yeah, be, <laughs> the, gallon of right, be the Karen on the Kroger video that's, that's, that's like it. throwing stuff out of her that's cart. Someone told that her like, second week, though, I was watching like all these Sam's and Costco fights yeah, over, over water wild. and stuff. And I'm right. like, get out of here, <laughs> yeah. man. That is too much. Mm-hmm. That's too much. But that's, I mean, that's Georgia for you too. Like we do that if we get like a snow warning, like all the yeah. bread and water is off the shelves. So of oh, course. And the toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. yeah. And oh yeah. That was the big thing. The first a year thing. ago we were looking at pictures of what kind of plants you can use because you can't <laughs> get toilet paper anywhere. Yeah. I got I a lot know, of I old shirts. <laughs> I could I could I could take my shirts and I could you know cut them in a million different ways. Yeah, that was wild though. It was literally was there was a TP shortage for like big yeah. time. Oh yeah, yeah, I tried to get it on Amazon and I think it was forty dollars yeah. for like a twenty pack because yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. But then I put it in my cart, went to go buy it, and it was sold out. Mm-hmm. You think you think women learned how to drip dry better? Yes. You think they did? I'm no sure. toilet paper on the, on, the, on the number ones? It's not really Shake a learned. It it's a, yeah, really it's, it's a skill more yeah. than just a learned thing. It's, it is a skill, right? It can yeah. be a skill. Yeah. I think anybody can be a skill. If you grow skill. up camping, you know, those are that's, true. Oh, that's yeah. the first thing I thought yeah. of. Camping or out yeah. riding trails or Don't, something. Only, only, use, only use toilet paper on two. No one. 
you know? that's how you conserve Pandemic it. Rules, yeah, Pandemic I think so. <laughs> I was watching one of those old Pawn Stars the other day, and they had uh, one of them came in with a sign. It was like do's and don'ts of wartime, and it was like don't buy new clothes, and and it went all this. We should make up pandemic rules for sure. And just be ridiculous, funny ones. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only wipe on two. <laughs> Only wipe on two. Rule number one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only wipe on two. <laughs> so when did you start the business? So we opened in August of last year. Okay. And we were in construction for a year. So we were in mid-construction when, when mm. all this COVID stuff went down. Um so in a way there have been blessings for us, I'd sure. say. Um you know, we had some design changes that were the result of COVID. Um, we were, uh, my husband and I, business partner and I, were sitting <clears throat> out front, and it must Your have partner, been... Your partner, partner? My partner, partner. Your partner, partner. My partner <laughs> yeah. at home and partner in business. That's right. We were sitting out front enjoying a glass of wine. This was probably two months before we opened, and it was right when everybody was focusing on that six feet of distance, mm. and we noticed that these flower planters we had out front that we had there to separate the patio space from the sidewalk space. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, wait a minute, those suckers are exactly seven feet apart. And it started as a joke. We went, oh, we could have these friends down the street at that flower planter, and then the next friends at the next one. We could have our own social distance, bring your own wine party. And then we sure. went, wait a second, those would make cool seating. And so we added countertop rails to each of oh, them that's right. and bar stools and now those are my favorite seats in the house you sit yeah. right there on the sidewalk watch the traffic go by listen to the music so that's kind of like a yeah a covid thing that we didn't right. see and coming the construction and it looks great for some it's, is exciting to me would be awful like the construction like to me that the construction part would be bad but my wife would love it like she would dig it you know that all the the things I'm like, God, and most restaurants. Like all just, the planning? The la- yeah, just the, the designing, the planning, all that. And it's I'm a like, billion decisions. It's a ton of them. And Georgia doesn't make it easy on, on all the, the, the CO. And you got to get this guy in before you got to get this guy. You got to get this guy before you get this guy. Hey, call the call ATF. They, they, they've they got to check your, your beer lines. And then, you know, I've, I've signed up a lot of restaurants. I know the, I know the routine. <laughs> yeah. And in well, Georgia, it's, it's one of the hardest states. And it took forever and because contractors had so many jobs going on. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it felt like torture at the time, but maybe it was a good thing. You know, we just had to take our time with it. Um, so, yeah, we opened in August. Um, coming up on almost a year that yeah, I've known you. Yeah. Hard to believe. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it feels crazy. like 10 years. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's been a long time. It does. Uh, my wife goes, uh, we, we built a... a Right at, like in May, right at the, you know, a month after go, we built a, a roof on our uh, back deck at our house. And she told somebody the other day, she's like, we've had that thing for a year and a half. Or what? this was like six months after we built it. I was like, we've only had that for six months. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, my God. It feels like, <laughs> like yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like forever, but it was only yeah. six months ago. Just this uh, last year, especially. We've got- and we've used it so much. But yeah. that's probably why she ran it up. Right, because we were at home. She was she's a teacher, and and the kids. So she had to do virtual. So she was on that patio and all over our house for, you know, a long time. So I'm glad we had a we have a nice house. Right. If you have a really bad house, to yeah. go, this sucks. Yeah. That's why I feel sorry for the people in New York where there's small flats, small apartments, and nobody's leaving. New York's still wild. Yeah. You know, I had a person, a dude, go up there that I knew that d- did a sales call, and it was. It's still locked 
down. Yeah. It was crazy to think how how they operated during the winter, too, because they have such brutal winters. And, like, I don't know. I have no idea how restaurants and bars, like, survived up there through that time frame. Oh, they didn't. You know? Yeah, I know. I mean, no, like, mass, most yeah, of mass them, closures. Most of but, them closed, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Because, I mean, that's just, like, a... It's a hub for the for our country as far as like food and beverage, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And for that to be so debilitated, it was it's wild. They got me takeout. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I bet DoorDash made so much money. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, they actually lose money but... from people staying at home and can't go out. They're 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 a they're a Silicon Valley type company. Build it and they'll come. Mm-hmm. I bet they're in build the, it first, bet, make money I, later. Yeah, I bet they're in a, a big time deficit. Well, I gave them a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. well, they, they got used a lot, no doubt, no sure. doubt. But I bet I bet they're in a deficit. They were going and buying up a lot of small delivery companies, uh, and that probably put them in more. But yeah. you know, in 2025, they'll be worth five billion dollars right. or they'll ten be billion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, hmm. do you guys? Did you guys do uh, drinks to go? Because isn't that a thing now, right? Yeah, you put it them in a bag. Now. Um, I mean, when we opened, that wasn't a thing. Marietta, for whatever reason, and Laura can probably speak to this more than I can, but was real hesitant compared to a lot of the other small cities, like downtown areas, like around us. Yeah. I mean, Smyrna's been doing it for a long time. Um, even Kennesaw does it, and they have much like a much yeah. smaller like downtown center. Mm-hmm. Um, but Woodstock, I think, is the one that's like more booming and known mm-hmm. for for doing it. Um, but that just started what. Couple months ago, yeah, it wasn't, five months ago, yeah. it wasn't that long ago. But people were turning a blind eye to it's like they didn't write a law about it. But right. Ackworth was like, "Do it, yeah." yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Do it. We're not going to say anything. Yeah, as soon as the pandemic, I mean, as Which soon as people reopened after the pandemic or after the shutdown, like in July of last year, mm-hmm. I know there was places like I heard about restaurants down in Decatur that were doing that, and then were getting their you know their alcohol license suspended and things like that. So there was still like this. Can we do this? Mm-hmm. Let's try it. Let's ask permission. Let's ask forgiveness. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, if, if a government shut down any business trying to make money during the pandemic. Bad press. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, get out of here. Now, I mean, let's, you know, let's talk about it. Frankly, to-go drinks are crazy because they're you pass 15 stores that you can go buy the whole bottle you know i mean you, yeah you're, you're there you're you're there you're at the, at the third door for the atmosphere and the music and the camaraderie and talking to people and i mean that's what you're there for and i go to a lot of bars and a lot of restaurants for that mm-hmm. um i want to be catered to sure. <laughs> I, want somebody, sure. I don't want to make my own drinks what are you crazy right um but yeah it's uh like we 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 and we've done it like we read our golf cart to uh un, on, we have uh, we're living in Seven Hills and we can drive our golf cart to about four or five different restaurants. We drove our golf cart to Unwind and Tap mm. over in uh, Seven Hills, and we got two to go drinks and we passed Publix, <laughs> CVS, another brewery. Like you know, it was it, it's. I'm like, why did we just get this bottle, this glass of wine <laughs> from here? But I'm like, because we're riding the golf cart, we're drinking. Yeah. It. Well, awesome. especially cocktails are a little different, just because mm-hmm. cocktail. I mean, signature cocktails, right? Not classic cocktails, but cocktails that uh, each bar and restaurant do for themselves. Mm. Um, and especially like if you got real good ones, you know. Yeah, people... you can't get that at Publix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and hey, I just want one drink. Yeah, and the bottle costs, you know. Seventy-five dollars. Right. This drink costs ten or eleven. Right. You know. For sure. I get that. Yeah, but that's what I mean. To your point, like especially if you're talking about spirits, like people that drink bourbon or mm-hmm. even tequila or whatever, scotch, neat. Those things are obviously on premise, like at a bar, or restaurant, are going to be priced a lot higher. 
Um, As they should be. But it's yeah, for, for sure. But it's like, you know, people are willing to pay that and drink it in the space because they want to be in the space. You know what I mean? Or they want to try something that they don't want to have a whole bottle of. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Try mm-hmm. something different. For sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah, the specialty yeah. drinks. What y'all specialty drink? What's I'm, the biggest seller? The biggest seller. Well, so we have a cocktail on the menu called the Inner Demons um, that's been on since open. And what typically, a good name. Yeah. <laughs> typically, um, I mean, the menu changes like seasonally. Uh, but it's pretty much, it's like a yearly, or it's kind of like a universal drink that kind of makes sense in cold weather and still makes sense in hot weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a, a kind of a strange cocktail because it's an Amaro Mezcal cocktail, which are two things that kind of scare people, mm-hmm. you know, like what is Amaro? And I know I don't like Mezcal or I don't know what Mezcal is. Um, but it's, it's a shaken drink. It's served up. Um, so it's kind of like a riff on a Mezcal margarita, but it's got mango, tamarind and lime in it. Um, so With it's the tar- worm. Yeah, with the worm. <laughs> yeah, garnished with the fresh worm. Um, so, but it's like tart, tangy, but still like kind of smoky and bitter. And so it's like a really interesting drink. Um, and I had actually, it's kind of a labor of love because I've been working on that drink for a long time. Um, well before I started at the third door and I never had kind of dialed it in and never put it on a menu. Um, but I had figured it out and put it on the opening menu and it just like took off, which nice. was shocking to me. Not only because it's, it's more of a cocktail that maybe in like a larger market, you would think people would get it if they know Mezcal better, or they know Maro better. Um, but people just loved it. So, and it stayed on the menu. It's one I probably won't take off for a while just because we have people that are like, can I buy the syrup? And like, um, they really love it. Bottle so, it up. Yeah. One of my favorites, I think it's the aim high. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, I don't, I don't. A whiskey, there's some, there's whiskey in it. That's all I know. Yeah, no, it's a but bourbon cocktail. It's mm-hmm. my favorite because the the top it garnish, it's garnished with a lemon slice. Mm-hmm. A lemon dehydrated lemon wheel. Oh, it's so good. It, it's like candy. Yeah. And so whoever actually, the tall, the really tall guy that works there, Cody, he explained to me one. how to make it. I don't. He's wearing a mask. <laughs> you still don't. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Cody's um, Cody's are are gorgeous, like tall, handsome. <laughs> Yeah, should be on yeah. like an eHarmony commercial. Yeah, stay. Oh, yes. we can do. He's already blessed. He's already yeah. the third yeah. he's, he's already blessed enough. Don't he didn't need to fall in a vat of COVID. Yeah, no, no. no. There's yeah. times where I'm like, Cody, like, don't look at me in the eye. Like, yeah, that's, that's, it. that's, that's it. Turn around. <laughs> Turn around. No, but it's garnished with a dehydrated lemon wheel that we actually like. We top with um, maple brown sugar oats and then yeah. we dehydrate it. So it's a little fragrant. It's pretty to look. Oh, at. Oh, it's amazing. And, yeah, I eat like it every it. time. <laughs> Good. So recommend that. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. it's a good one. That's a that's a new one too, and it's like a, I mean, it's very seasonal. It's you know, strawberries are just coming into season. It's got a strawberry syrup, and nice. it's, it's another one that's shaken, so it's like tart and refreshing and crisp and mm. crushable. It's one of the ones. That what you time can, is it? Be careful. People talk about uh, about um. Um, uh, you know, getting hungry when people talk about food. I'm like, damn, I want a drink. You know? <laughs> I offered that's them awesome. a beer. Show me a beer fridge. You drink all the beer. <laughs> no. Yes. What beer, what beer do y'all Maybe. stock here? I, I go and all do kinds. a mix and mash oh, yeah. at, at the pub. There's always different bring, ones bring in there. Bring a bunch of them. And we have, on Thursdays, we do Soup Sandwich, which is our entertainment one. Mm. And we do a lot of bands. You know, we have, I have a good friend that's a promoter, rapping promoter, and he brings in all his, you know, young talent. And, cool. And we have a good time here. And, nice. You know. Crack the bruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Tell me about the music at y'all's place. Yeah, Y'all so, do it every day, every Wednesday through Sunday? So right now we do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Um, we had started it, I mean, and, you know, Laura can speak to this too, but I think when we opened, it was, the idea was to be as much a cocktail bar, or as much a live music venue as a cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we opened in August, so things were, and things were still, you know, very spaced out, masked up. Um, and then we were rolling into wintertime, 
and about half of our seating is outside. Um, and you always run the risk opening a spot with so much seating outside becoming seasonal. Mm-hmm. And so we were really, we were really intentional about doing things to make sure we sustain business through like cold months. Like we did a Christmas themed pop-up for all of December, which was really, um, exciting and, um, people really enjoyed. And then, uh, we did like a little Marietta bartenders competition to actually kick that off in December. Oh, fun. Yeah. And so it was, we called it not a hot toddy and the challenge for the bartenders is to make a drink that was warming in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was basically like, but come, not hot. Yeah, but not hot. But so it was basically like, come sit on the patio and like lot bundle of, up. A lot of golden grain. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it's like this December. Is, uh, golden grain and water. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it was December 2nd. We were like, we're going to pack out the patio for a night, you know, yeah. cause we typically wouldn't. Um, so all that to say, we you know we started with music doing it Friday and Saturdays when we first opened, um, but pretty quickly it just didn't make sense to mm-hmm. to do it much longer past November. So we kind of shelved live music until um, March when we could kind of trust the weather more, mm-hmm. um, just because it makes more sense that you know both the inside seating is in a in an old garage, and so we're able to open the doors and. Um, you know, the inside and the outside can can enjoy the music, and we keep the performance. You got a on, website on the patio? Yeah, pull it up. Uh, Tristan. So when your partner, your partner, partner, y'all were talking about uh, about um, uh, opening this, what was the idea? Like, what, what was like, hey, let's open a bar. Is he, did you just look at him and say that? So it's actually a pretty 20, long 20, and 20, convoluted story. 20 years story. It's a great story, as, as concise as possible. Yeah. Well, you know, so when we came in, we were we were chatting about music festivals. My partner, partner, and I partner, um, partner. are... <laughs> our music festival nuts and Mm -hmm. we went to one about 10 years ago when we really got hooked and we realized that people in their 40s don't need to be sleeping on the ground so the next time we went to music festival we had a camper uh we love we came to this from architecture Mm -hmm. and we love old things we love giving old just any kind of old things new life Mm -hmm. make them what they like dream of being now sure and uh we've renovated a few houses together that kind of thing um uh, and we love New Orleans. We hope to retire there. We have a house there that's like our investment. Um, cool. And we spend time down in New Orleans. So we love the New Orleans vibe. We love music. We love funky old things. So we had this old trailer. Well, I was back in grad school, um, and you know, because we're both looking for what's next. We're you know, we midlife career change kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he comes to me and says, "Hey, I." I found this camper company out of California who do, don't have a huge sales presence. I want to I want to sell these campers. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Sure. So he starts. So the first step was we're the Southeast reps for Happier Camper, which is a new uh, fiberglass travel trailer out of California. So anybody in the Southeast who buys one of those comes through us. Um, because we've done weird retail, we go, hey, wait, these things would make really neat traveling sales vehicles. Mm-hmm. So we transform one of those into this. And the first gig it has is it's Santa's sleigh at Pont City Market. And then it gives out chips and salsa at the Super Bowl for Tostitos. Um, and then we discover that there's this whole industry of mobile bars where people are taking all kinds of travel trailers and turning them into mobile bars. Of course. They st- and there's there's a lot of them at the all the tailgating, the Falcons games and all that. Yeah. They do that. yeah I've seen them. They're really nice. Yeah. yeah so, so we got fired up into that. Meanwhile, I'm out of school and was looking for a job. And then this evolved into my job. I started taking on more and more of it and, and loving it. So, um, so now we have four travel trailers also that are mobile bars. And even that wasn't quite it. Like we knew there was more. We knew that 
that we needed something else. And these things needed more of a presence than just a weekend every now and then for weddings and corporate events and that kind of thing. And you're just renting them out. We were in them out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we said, well, what if we had a home? And it was a, and we start dreaming. We start riffing like, oh, yeah, it's a travel trailer showroom. But really, it's a speakeasy. And, and so we really do have, I say, it's the world's only travel trailer showroom speakeasy. Um, <laughs> it's a mouthful. What is yeah. it? So, so look, the third yeah. door sounds a lot better. Yeah, yeah, it does. But we can come up with an acronym on that. We'll just have to think about it. So, so yeah, we've yeah. got a couple of campers then on the premises. We've got one that's a bar um, that we that we serve out of on the weekends, and then the other one you can reserve and sit in as your own little private lounge. And so, nice. some music and a New Orleans vibe and uh, travel trailers were so the inspiration. Do you have any any food at all? Light light food or chips. We do. We have, so we have right now usually Zaps chips, but any kind of really tasty chips. But Ethan can also give us a little slant on what's yeah. to come. Yeah. So, I mean, right now we just do this big barrel of, of like kind of artisanal chips um, that are kind of meant to be like our version of, you know, complimentary bar snacks, like mm-hmm. the bar nuts at the dive bar, but obviously a little more elevated and thoughtful. Um, but we're also talking with, um, I don't know if you guys know Henri's, they're a bakery that's, they just have a location in the Marietta Square Market mm-hmm. open recently, but they've been around in Buckhead for like 90 years. Um, and they do, you know, really well-made like deli sandwiches and pastries. Um, so they're a deli and a bakery. So we're talking with them about doing um, a couple little catered things for us. It's kind of kind of like grab and go that'll be already prepared um, and kind of meant to be things that you just nosh on like while you're drinking, right? Sure. So, you know. Maybe a couple sandwiches, a couple pastries, a couple desserts, um, stuff like that. Just, you know, uh, we'll never be a restaurant. And I, I've told I've told Ted and Laura, like, I've worked at Marietta long enough and I used to work at a tapas spot. Like, people will make a meal out of anything. We'll be like, well, these are really, like, kind of small, like, you know, almost like tea sandwiches. I'll have ten. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so they'll, make, they'll make dinner out of anything. But it's really just stuff that's meant that it's meant to be, like, snacked on while you're enjoying music or while you're having sure. rounds of drinks. Um, and so that, that's the plan in the next, I mean, pretty soon here in the next few weeks, we'll have kind of a small little catered, uh, tailored down food menu. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, for sure. So, so you do the live music Thursday, Friday, Saturday. How long do the, do the, is there two bands a night? Is there one band a night? How long do they play? So right now it's just, uh, it's just like one performer a night. The set is from eight to 1030. Sometimes they'll take a break from nine to 930. We give them that option just because two and a half hours is like a long time to play. Yeah. Some of them enjoy playing that long, mm-hmm. um, but we give them the option to take like a little intermission from nine to 930. But that's another thing. Again, I mean, we've only been, we're going on a year. We've mm-hmm. just been doing music like full time for a little over a month going on two months. Um, and so we're talking about, especially on the weekends, um, pushing the music sets a little later, maybe having kind of an opener, you know, um, just because the music, especially on the weekends, is really what people enjoy. Oh, you yeah, know? for and, sure. Um, we definitely want to to build that side of I the enjoy business. them equally, the cocktails and the music. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's equal. For sure. I would come to your place just to drink. Well, it's funny, too, but because... it's just icing on the cake with a band. Yeah, and, the, like, we have a really we have really diverse performers and that's what the whole idea is that we don't want to be a bar with like background live music, like the guy on the iPad playing the covers and sure. Um, you know, with his one guitar and it's like, Oh yeah. Like that's essentially just having like BGM. Um, but we want it to be a place. We want to be a venue, right? We want to be a place that local performers want to play and people that, you know, we have a, a band coming from Nebraska in, in June. Um, so when they're doing a Southeastern tour, like we become a place where it's like, Hey, we really want to stop there. Cause it's going to help us too. It's not just a place to, you know, make a paycheck. Um, 
so building that side of it and really putting a lot of effort and energy into making sure um, that's kind of the identity we're carving out for the music side of it. But yeah, 8 to 10.30, so talking about pushing it a little later. Um, but we do that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that, that time frame. Right Sweet. Now. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, how can, uh, what's the address? Uh, uh, how can we get, a, what What do you do, like catering or, or do you do parties? Tell me how we can help you. Who, who can we talk to, to to get to get them out there? Sure. Well, our website is thethirddoor.net. Um, and on there, you can find the libations page, which is our menu, or the happenings page, which is our calendar. You can mm-hmm. find out. Um, one thing Ethan didn't mention is we do biweekly classes, spirits mm-hmm. education. Come in and learn how to taste tequila mm-hmm. and how to make tequila drinks at home, that kind of thing. Uh, or any cool. kind of all, all sorts of spirits. We switch it out every other Wednesday. Um, so you can find all that on the happenings page. Um, we're located at 131 Church Street, which is, um, as you're heading in, toward Marietta Square on uh, on Church Street. Uh, one so in, tidbit. In, in between the hospital and the square. Yeah, right. Yeah. Much closer to the square than the hospital, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, one fun little thing people have to find out is you enter around back. That's our one of our speakeasy nods. You uh, you come up through the through the secret back alley. Uh, there isn't a, a secret knock on the door mm-hmm. or a no. password. Just come on in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just come on in. But if you happen to tell your server that you know Pauline or that Pauline sent you, there's a secret menu with a few other extra tasty treats on it. Oh, I'm to try that. Yeah. yeah. This is not illegal, right? No. <laughs> no. Because I was excited for a minute. Um, how else? How can we? How can we get to? You? I mean, the the only other thing that I would want to mention that's kind of in the works is. So the first the first one we're doing is May twenty second. So the third Saturday of the next three months, uh, June May June and July, we're gonna do kind of a version of like a mini music festival, but just at the third door. So it'll be music from noon to midnight. Um, the twenty second will be like kind of when we're kicking off opening at noon on Saturday. So right now we just open at five Tuesday through Saturday, or t- yes Tuesday through Saturday. Um, but starting on the twenty second, we'll start opening at noon, and this. This first one's kind of a the kickoff to be open during Saturday during the days through the summer, um, but yeah, it'll be music noon to midnight. Um, six different performers, uh, Cathead, which is actually a vodka uh, distillery out of Jackson, Mississippi, um, is helping sponsor it. They they're big into supporting live music. They have support live music on their bottle, um, and so that'll be a, a really fun event. Um, vodka and live music. It's like peas and carrots. It's like peas and carrots. Three crushable vodka drinks. Um, so that'll be fun. And we're, you know, we're talking to some food trucks, trying to find some space around the area to have them there. Um, just because you know, I think we're still probably a long ways away from some of that stuff happening on larger scales. Or maybe not a long ways away, but still just not happening super soon. And so uh, it's kind of with the same mindset of you know, bartender competitions or national or international they're really big events and so they are we did one in december that was local and so yeah. we're trying to think of things keep that, doing that man yeah we're trying I, to, i've been to a few of those and they're always a lot of fun yeah it was a there blast. was a guinness pouring one that was all of atlanta nice. <laughs> and uh my friend he won it like two or three years in a row uh back in the day and uh it was always packed every mm-hmm. year i mean and, and it was fun yeah it's fun. there's one Sounds called like a uh, dac off that they've done for a long time <laughs> dak prescott no like yeah. <laughs> 
killer reference. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so da- classic daiquiris are just rum, lime, and sugar. They're really easy to make, really quick yeah. to make. But they've been doing it a long time in Atlanta. I don't know who like sponsors it, but it's basically the competition is you have to make Bacardi, two. probably. Maybe. You have to make mm-hmm. two as fast as you can. Uh, one is judged. So you make two, and then the bartender drinks it as fast as they can, and the other one's judged. So I've talked mm-hmm. with some friends that know about that, about maybe hosting one of those at the third sure. door eventually. But it's just doing things that you know are typically done on larger scales on a smaller like local community type thing. We've talked yeah. about doing um, some like small seminars for the industry community on the square with different producers and stuff like that. But the big thing coming up is on May twenty second will be kind of that all day music event. Which awesome! Will be fun. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Thank you guys for coming. I appreciate y'all coming in. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Absolutely. You guys be kind to each other out there. <laughs>